0: Good morning. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to Motivation Monday on the Eploribus cast. We have a great guest with us this morning. I am recording this in the great state of Louisiana, and I am with a amazing woman, a history maker, a trailblazer, Captain Treon Larvadane. She is the uh, commander of Louisiana State Police Protective Services. And that's a very specialized unit. Think of it like you think of the President's Secret Service detail. They are detailed to the governor of the state of Louisiana. It's a high honor. She's a bit of a celebrity here in Louisiana. So it's a great get for us to have her on the podcast here on what will be the last Monday of Black History Muscle. I'm really honored to have her. Uh, Captain, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. I want to get right to us. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in law enforcement? Uh, Tell us about your family. And just give folks a little bit of background on you.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I've been in law enforcement a little over 23 years. i be 24 in March. So, I began my law enforcement career with the Assumption Parish Sheriff's Office as a dispatcher.
0: Now, tell us what the Assumption Parish I'm assuming that's a parish in Louisiana, just like a city or a town. One of the 64
1: parishes within the state of Louisiana, I mean, within um, one of the 64 parishes within the state. um, The state, correct. I worked there as a dispatcher and kind of worked my way up as to a deputy and a detective, and one of my most proudest moments are at the uh, were at, was at the sheriff's office, where I became a D.A.R.E. officer, and in that process, I was- Now,
0: tell us what D.A.R.E. is. I know what it okay. is, but tell our audience D.A.R. what D.A.R.E. is. D.A.R.E. is
1: Drug Abuse Resistance <coughs> Education, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was an instructor mm-hmm. for that program. Um, and in that program, I had the opportunity to go out into different schools, high schools and elementary schools, and give them the information about the dangers of drugs and alcohol. Wow. Wow. Um, at that point, I was able to reach so many kids and give them in, the importance of substance abuse and what things like that would do to their bodies if they. When did you become a state trooper? I became a state trooper in March. 27th of 2006. Okay. That was actually my daughter's birthday. I started the academy on her birthday.
0: Now, a good note, I want to get to this a little bit later, but you mentioned your daughter, and I want you guys to hold that thought now. So on her daughter's birthday, how old was she when you started in 2014? She was 11. She was 11 years. I want you to just hold that thought about her daughter because we're going to get back to that in a moment. She's a history maker too, but we'll get to that in a moment. What about your family? You married? So I've been married for
1: 22 years. Congratulations.
0: That's wonderful. Oh, it's a work in progress. (laughs)
1: I am married. I have, um, my, my husband had a son prior to our marriage, mm-hmm. so I have two kids, uh, Tia and Ricky. Um, I also have a grandkid through little Ricky. Um, so he's one. His name is Ryder. Um,
0: you yeah, haven't spoiled Um, not yet. Not yet. Yeah,
1: he's He's, still a little young at one. Yeah, he's still young, but he's not quite spoiled yet. Maybe behind his mom, but not Gigi. I'm Gigi. So, um, we, um... Are you from Louisiana? you a native? I am from Louisiana. So I actually began my childhood in a little, little country town called Lemonville.
0: Lemonville.
1: Lemonville. Like lemons. Lemonville. Like lemons. Lemonsville. Except spelled <laughs> L-E-M-A-N-N. Wow. V-I-L-L-V. What
0: part of the state is that
1: in? So that's where the Sunshine Bridge is. Um, if you're familiar with the Sunshine Bridge that goes over the Mississippi River, it's underneath that wow. you need to go towards. Saint is it James? in the
0: northern part of the state, the no, middle, it's southern. the southern? Yes, okay. Southern so near Baton Rouge where we are,
1: about 45
0: minutes. Okay, very good. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I tell you, I want to get into obviously our listeners uh, and I know by now they've all googled you said they know the great things you've accomplished here. But I want to talk a little bit about since it's Black History Month and then next month is Women's History Month. I want to talk a little bit about the journey of you being a woman and a woman of color in law enforcement. Has that been an easy journey?
1: Well, I think I've been blessed. Um, I've always had the opportunity and I've always been fortunate to have strong role models. Role models. Right? So um, I had my mom right, and my grandmother. Um, they've always been huge supporters of mine. Um, they've always To instill in me the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. um, to be fair, Mm -hmm. to always, you know, look out for others. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Were there people in your family in law enforcement before that, like, encouraged you, or was there like a role model?
1: So, funny story. Um, My mom is a nurse, my grandmother was a nurse, my sister is a nurse wow so somebody decided to just jump clean off the cliff (laughs) and become a law enforcement officer so you can imagine my mom's um she wasn't upset she was still supportive but when i started college i uh i started in nursing but it didn't stay wow
0: how about that well well let's talk about that a little bit so you know law enforcement um obviously the police protect us. They're, uh, they're our partners. They're in the community, from the community, closest to the community. And yet, I think that law enforcement, uh, in many ways, in the time of it gets a bad rap, uh, you know, we all see the news. We see things. How do you, as a leader, and again, as a woman of color, how do you go about uh, helping to, I don't want to say change the public image, but ensure and assure, reassure the public that you guys are there to be a support and a help, that you're partners, that you're friends, and you're not, you're not the enemy, you're not the bad guys, particularly in communities of color where, you know, there's a lot of
1: fear about the uh, police. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I really dislike is, for example, when I go into a grocery store and you walk in and there's a parent or somebody with a small kid you're in uniform and they tell that kid you better behave I'm I'm gonna get the police for you so that to Mm. me destroys the image of a Mm. police officer to a younger kid Mm -hmm. making them the bad guy right because we want them to come to us when there are problems or there's an issue we want them to feel comfortable with us and to trust us so i don't like when a parent does that. Do you and ever when, say anything to when the parent? When that happens, I pull the parent to the side. I said I love it. I'd appreciate it if you don't do that. That's I know what you're trying to accomplish but it's not the right thing to do because you make that kid think that we're the bad guys and we want them to come to us when there are issues and they're in trouble. We want us to be one of the trusted adults that they want to come to.
0: I think that's an excellent point because it really does start from how, I know when I was growing up, the police, the firemen are friends, Mm -hmm. and there was a very different attitude towards law enforcement. Talk about you being a woman, though, because I would imagine that you get a lot of interesting feedback and comments from people that see how far you've gone in a profession that we still identify largely as male. I
1: mean, how are you received not just with your peers, but with the community? So it's a challenge, right? Because law enforcement is a male-dominant field. Is
0: that still the case? Um,
1: It still is. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, we have probably roughly about, I'll just say, a thousand troopers Mm -hmm. in the state of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Of those forty-five of women. You said 45? 45. And wow of those forty-five, eight are African American females, which wow. one of which is my daughter. And ha-
0: well, see you blew the surprise. I was gonna tell them, <sighs> listeners, that not only is our guest amazing, but her daughter, they made history. Again, I know you guys have Googled this already. But her daughter in 2018, October when she 2018. became a state trooper as well, Correct. you became the first mother daughter
1: duo ever. Ever in state police's 82 year history.
0: Now, do you think that you being in law enforcement obviously was what encouraged her to do it? She saw it and she wanted it, or did you encourage her to follow that path?
1: I truly, wholeheartedly think that that's what encouraged her. But at the time, when I was in my law enforcement career doing my thing, right, Mm -hmm. and she would walk to my office sometimes when I was a detective at the sheriff's office from her middle school, and she'd walk there after school and stuff like that, but I still wasn't totally grasping that she's paying attention to me. So, like me, she started her college career at ULL, University of Louisiana in Lafayette, mm-hmm. and she went to orientation. Guess what for? Nursing. Nursing! <laughs> the day of orientation, though, she decides, um, mom I don't want to do this. I was like, what? Wow. She said, no. I said, well, what are you going to do? She's like, hm, I don't know. I said, okay. Well, at least you figured it out day one of orientation and didn't wait until yes. you're like two years into the program, Right, right. right. So she decided, um, I was trying to help her get a job, like, mm-hmm. like as a little intern or intern, something. right. Somewhere. I was thinking she wanted to be a lawyer or something like right. that. So I tried to set up an appointment with an attorney in that area. Right. And she went.
0: And she and didn't so, like that
1: either? You no, know, no, The attorney calls me. She he said, um, hey, he said, you know, your daughter wants to be a cop. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, i got some connections at Lafayette Police Department. I said, no, 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 no. I said, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You're like, how come I didn't know this?
1: <laughs> so that's how our, I really found out that she truly wanted to be in law enforcement. So she started talking about Dallas and all these other um, Dallas Police Department, right. these huge cities. Right. Out of the state of Louisiana. Right. It's like, you know, if she's going to be in law enforcement, then she's, she's got to start with under the you. most... Elite agency in the uh, there you country, go right there the you go. State Police there you go so that's how she when she became a law I mean interested in state police um, I was like oh wow so she's going to be a trooper
0: well I tell you that is a wonderful legacy mm-hmm. you guys again you're trailblazers and what an example you're setting for not just young women in the state yes. but particularly young women of color. And as you mentioned, the numbers, uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, yes. It's not even 10%. It's half of that, so it's about 5% of your force is female. Yeah. And we could spend all day talking about the reasons why, but I'd like you now to just give our audience, it's Black History Month, uh, maybe talk a little bit about what Black History Month means to you, particularly in the context now that people, you're a black history maker. Like, yeah, how does so that feel?
1: It's actually overwhelming. Um, when it first When I first got the promotion, I was like, okay. But I didn't realize, like I said, the magnitude of the blessing that God had bestowed Mm -hmm. upon me, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I I was just extremely humbled. Um, I was honored. I was excited. I had a variety of emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also thought about all the challenges that other women have gone through before me, right? Mm-hmm. So, I didn't just get here on my own. I had trailblazers before me. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. to mention, the first African-American female state trooper was Miss Joyce Thibodeau who's now deceased. What's her name? Joyce Thibodeau. Joyce and Thibodeau. she started in Troop I at La in Lafayette. What
0: year did she go through?
1: 1976. Wow. I yeah. imagine that was really tough. And I think it was 1974 that females were first allowed to apply wow. for the Louisiana State wow. Police, so she broke down, you know that barrier. Um, well, I would
0: have loved to have interviewed her, and I, I hope that somebody yeah. did. I'm gonna Google her and try to go look her up and get some information on her because that's some pretty amazing stuff there. Yeah,
1: I know the First Lady um, Donna Edwards. She did a story who we hung out year. with
0: yesterday, that which was correct. amazing. And again, we're recording this, folks listening. Uh, live right now in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Of course, you'll get it on Motivation Monday. So if you hear background noise, your stuff is because we we have people around. We're having breakfast and we're talking. So uh, please forgive us for the background noise. But, you know, I like to do these things on the spot and real right on the ground. So, yeah, the first lady's pretty amazing. So she would probably have that history, you think, of her? She
1: is. Well, what she did for us was she and the governor, they did a resolution for... Um, Last Black History Month, last year, 2019, they recognized us at the state capitol. Oh, wow. The eight females. um, Plus, there were two that retired, and we had Miss Joyce Thibodeaux, I think it was her nephew, that came in her place um, and accepted a copy of the resolution for her. So, um, it was a great honor. So, i'm happy that like i said we had others she would be really proud of you i
0: think it's fair to say very proud of you she did she absolutely did
1: one lieutenant colonel that i can remember since i've been here lieutenant Colonel jenny may she made it to the rank of lieutenant colonel wow Um, and she was a female as well so
0: i like to on this podcast i always like to recap for people and give them Mm -hmm. takeaways that's important and i think i've heard a couple things number one Um, There were people that went before you that made the path a little bit easier for you to walk to get to the heights that you've achieved. Absolutely. And tell us as we wrap, what is it that you would like to, when your time is up and you leave and you go on, you know, to your next career or retire, whatever it is, years down the road, what is it that you want to leave as your legacy with young women and how do you want to help more women to get into law enforcement to do what you do
1: so my advice um, has always been and I always build on this is to continue impacting lives and changing behavior Um, what I want them to know is that you know you can do anything that you put your mind to Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what the naysayers may say Yep. Um, always just push forward and keep going and uh, be the best that you can be Mm -hmm. but not um don't rely solely on your race. You want to create your work ethic, and you want to, um, you know, make sure that you do things that are decent and in order. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been taught that when you go to any section or any place of employment you always want to leave that place better than what absolutely you right
0: it. i always so. say exits matter more than anything you do yes. and you're like how you leave something mm-hmm. is huge mm-hmm. and uh, it's important you said and i know what you meant i want to unpack it when you mm-hmm. said don't just rely on your race i think what you were saying to them is mentors come in all shapes colors and male female it's a big thing i believe in as well most of my mentors because of my age and when i went through becoming Mm -hmm. a young lawyer they were all white males because there were very few white women and there were no women of color and so your workplace you were it you were and i know you know what that feels like being the only one and i've
1: had some great mentors yes they all weren't of color i've had great mentors male white males um i've had several um White like females, yep. women, um, but I've had I've been fortunate to have a few black ones along the way too. Yes, um, yes. To speak of which, my previous commander was Captain Chavez Cameron and who I've met and who is also wonderful. Yes. And what you'll find is is that sometimes you get supervisors that will show you what their job is because they want you to. Excel They're building to the, the bench next level. They're building a. But bench. you have those who prevent women and males, they don't want to show you right. what they know right. or what that job is because they don't right. want you to move forward. Right one of my
0: favorite uh, woman codes is lift as you climb. Yes. Lift as you climb. Yes. And that's what you're talking about. And I think that's what you model and what you yes. do. And I want to just wrap this because I know we're short on time and I need to head to the airport. Um, I um, just want to say to you one, thank you for your, service. Thank uh, you for your uh, service. I also want to give a big shout out to the Louisiana State Police, uh, Thank you for taking care of me during my trip and your team with uh, Paul and, and Chavez and Sergeant Jefferson and just the whole group, just amazing, uh, wonderful professionals. And uh, they made sure I was safe. And the governor and the first lady, uh, just amazing to spend time uh, with her yesterday. We had a good time with uh, the woman code books and just talking about some things. So I really appreciate what you do. If you have any parting words or any advice you want to give, if you wanted to give advice to a young woman right now, somewhere out there in Louisiana or somewhere out in the country that is just not sure because of their circumstances that they can make it. Maybe they think, this is the rest of my life. What would you tell them that that isn't the rest of their life, that they can they can go
1: wherever they want to go? I would tell them to push forward um, whatever they want to do. Just set the goal. Um, set the goal and just go for it. I mean, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish once you put your mind to it.
0: You said that a couple times, and yes. I like that. There's nothing you cannot accomplish once you put your mind to it. Correct. I like that. Well, Commander... You have been delightful. Thank you so much. Again, thank you for what you do. We're going to have you back again. Um, I'm going to try to get the first lady on and get a group of women. Um, And uh, we were talking about some of that yesterday with the trafficking work that she does. So thank you again for what you do. Keep pushing forward. And and just thank you for being a trailblazer.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, My pleasure.